This is a, a very special Sunday in the life of uh, the church and for the Christian faith. Um, and we're so honored to be able to share in it with you and um, share in what is really the, the biggest and most important day of our faith. Um, I, I hope and pray that today the words that I speak and um, the scriptures that we read will offer you some hope and not some, like supernatural hope and supernatural peace in the middle of what has become a crazy season for all of us. Millions of Christians are, are gathering around the globe right now, unfortunately all on screens and devices. Um, I'm very thankful for technology that we can do this in this way. And we are all gathered, <clears throat> excuse me, for a reason. We are all gathered for a reason. We are celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus actually rose from the dead. Like I've been to the tomb in Israel. It is empty. He is not there. Like it sounds ludicrous to even say it, but like Jesus said he was going to rise from the dead and then he rose from the dead. He wasn't just a good man who said good things. He wasn't just somebody who uh, did miraculous things and performed miracles. It's not just that like the scientific journals and the historical documents and the biblical history books all attest to this. It's not just that the Smithsonian Institute said that the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is one of the most provable, infallible pieces of history in all of antiquity. It's not just that. That's not why we gather today, although that is amazing. We gather today... Because Jesus has changed our lives. That's why Christians gathered today. I saw all these hashtags online. I don't know if you saw it. Jesus changed my life was the hashtag. I saw thousands of them come in. I didn't watch thousands, but I saw thousands come in. People testifying how Jesus has changed their life. Jesus has changed my life. That's why I'm here. That's why we are here. That's why people are gathering. Christian, that's why we gather, right? Uh, somebody gave you this link. That's why they were excited because they're like... Jesus changed my life, and dead Jesus doesn't change lives. Right. Only living Jesus changes lives. The tomb is empty. He is indeed risen from the dead. This is why we celebrate today. If you have a Bible, um, open it up to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I'm going to read out of the NIV translation if you have an option there. If you don't have a Bible, that's totally fine. We're going to put the uh, scripture references up on the screen, as you will see here I'm going to read it now, 1 Corinthians 15, verses 54 through 57. It says, When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Wherever you're at, just say out loud real quick. I'm going to have you do this several times. Say out loud, just say victory. Victory. I don't even care if you believe it. Just for fun, say victory out loud. Say victory. Victory. Death is not swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Would you join me in praying? Lord, I believe that you are the only one who can offer us eternal hope 
and eternal peace. It is all the more obvious in a season like this. And so we invite you to do that in every single one of our lives. Thank you for every single soul that is represented here today across, gosh, I don't know, dozens, hundreds of neighborhoods all across Ventura County in this great state, in this great country, in this beautiful world that you have made. We uh, invite you to talk to us like only you can, like open up the heavens and speak to our hearts like only a living God can do. We ask that you would anoint my lips to speak forth truth and that you would open our eyes to see the power of what has been written in Scripture about you and death and victory. We ask it in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. I've, uh, I've experienced quite a bit of death over the years. And every time I have felt its sting, our verse here, where, O oh, death, is your sting. But twice in my life, I have been face-to-face physically with death. The first time was about five years ago and our baby boy, Nehemiah, was born. And um, he was born alive, but with a terminal birth defect. And um, we, we held him in our arms. We snuggled him. We kissed him. We sang to him. His, his brothers and his sister and family and friends gathered around and they, they touched him and loved on him and spoke to him. And then everyone went home and my wife, Emily, and I were left there at the hospital Um, into the night with little Nehemiah as he fought for every single breath. And then we did all we could to stay up fighting to stay awake in the middle of the the night because we didn't know how long we would have while he was fighting to like what seemed like find any bit of oxygen in the air that he could um, take into his lungs. The next morning, um, as we held him, he took his last breath in our arms Where, O death, is your sting? It was right there, right there in our hearts. And and it stung, and it didn't let up even a bit for at least a year. It still stings today. The second time I uh, came physically face-to-face with death wasn't five or six years ago. It was actually just six days ago. Uh, Our good friend Larry, who's been in our church for 10 years, um, he, he was 72 years old, and he didn't have any family in town, and he was a widower, and so we had kind of adopted him uh, into our family over the last several years, and we'd have him over for Christmas and Thanksgiving, he was at our house this last Thanksgiving, Super Bowl stuff, invite him to the kids' birthday parties, right? And uh, because he was alone, and because he really liked to talk a lot, uh, we would text basically every day, sometimes multiple times a day. And so I knew that it was strange when I didn't hear back from him last Sunday, and I was on my way home from filming this. Um, I was like, oh, that's weird. He hasn't texted me back. And then he didn't text me that night. And I thought, well, if he doesn't text me out of the morning, maybe I'll go over his house and make sure he's okay. By the time I got there on Monday, um, I found him lying on the ground lifeless. And uh, the coroner told me later that he had He had passed peacefully, it seemed like, and it was sudden death. Um, And it had been about a day since he was passed by the time I got there. And he said those words, it looked like he went peacefully. 
there was nothing peaceful about that situation for me. And there it was again, the, the sting of death. Over the years, different people have died, family, extended family, our family, my daughter's best friend when she was eight, my next door neighbor and friend when I was 10, like so much death. And every time I have felt its sting, I know the sting of death all too well. Camille Cates writing on the subject, she's an author, she says it so perfectly. She says, when death has darkened your doorstep, especially more than once, you think you know exactly where death's sting lies. It feels forever fixed in your heart and mind. I've had some hard stuff in life, but burying loved ones, especially when you don't expect them to go, is maybe the worst part about life. In fact, the Bible calls death an enemy. Can you just say this out loud? Death is an enemy. I don't really like conflict, right? And so I do everything that I can to like be at peace with all people and not have enemies. But death is one enemy that I do not have peace with. Death takes from us and then gives nothing in return. The worst part about it is when there's people I don't like, I just avoid them, right? But I can't do that with death. You can't do that with death. The sting of death is present, and it stings. I uh, went on a dirt bike trip um, in October. Brian was, was with me, and Billy, who was just up here, and Chad is going to be up here in a minute. Uh, we were all together, and apparently October is um, yellow jacket mating season, where yellow jackets go like ballistic and look for anybody that they can attack. Well, actually, not... Not anybody, uh, just me, apparently, at, on our dirt bike trip. Because like a day into the trip, this yellow jacket, actually a swarm of them came, but only one of them, it got me right in the finger. And it sounds like no big deal, like, oh, it's a bee sting. This is not a bee sting. If you've ever been stung by a yellow jacket, this is not a bee sting. It wasn't even 30 minutes before my hand was entirely swollen. I couldn't even bend my fingers. I could not bend my fingers. It, I mean, I've broken bones, dislocated stuff, had multiple surgeries, None of them compared to the pain of this sting from the yellow jacket. It took a few days, but eventually the sting went away. Unlike the sting of the yellow jacket, the sting of death does not go away after a few days. It kind of changes over time, you know, with people who have passed, but it doesn't go away. And it certainly doesn't feel like we have victory over it, like this passage of Scripture says. The family and friends of Jesus must have felt like this after they saw him die on a cross. I mean, right? Like sometimes we forget that Jesus was like a real dude with like real friends, like real feelings, real thoughts, real like exchanges and situations. They had done life with him. The friends and family of Jesus had done life with him. They had eaten. No doubt they had laughed. You watch those movies about Jesus. He's never laughing. I'm like, dude, he, there's joy in his presence. He was like making jokes probably and laughing. They had life with him. They had heard and rejoiced at his wonderful promises. They had seen him work miracles. Of course, they wept. When they saw him hanging lifeless on a cross, he was supposed to be their savior. He was supposed to be the victorious one and now hanging on a cross. It appeared that, that death 
was the victorious one. And then they buried him in this tomb. And I just imagine that with his body went their hope into the tomb also buried. Death stings, man. It stings for all of us. So what then is the Bible talking about when it almost mockingly says to death, where, oh, death is your victory? Where, oh, death is your state, right? It's got this like, what you got kind of like attitude. Like what is the Bible talking about when it mockingly says to death, where is your victory? Where is your state? Like, uh, yeah, right here, you're looking for this thing. Like, <laughs> here it is. Here it is. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? Well, right after this mockery of death, it says in our passage, verse 56, the sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so the sting of death is sin. The sting of death is is sin it is certainly caused by sin, okay? So it's saying death stings because of sin. Death, I'm sorry, sin is death's stinger, if you will. Like remember the yellow jacket? It has a stinger. Sin is death's sting. Jesus didn't take away death. That's not what it says in our passage. Jesus took away the sting of death. Jesus didn't take away the yellow jacket. He took away the stinger from the yellow jacket. But wait a minute, dude. Like, death still stings. Yes. What Jesus took away was death's ability to permanently keep on stinging us. Because death still stings. Just say it out loud. Death stings. Death stings. Death stings. But here's what I want us to see. Death stings, but the sting is not final for those who are in Jesus. Why? Because Jesus conquered sin, and sin is the sting of death. Okay, stick with me here. Romans 6.23, it's in the Bible. It says that the wages of sin is eternal death. But God sent his son into the world to pay the penalty for our sins on the cross. That's why Jesus died. And when Jesus was buried, he took our sin into the grave with him. And when he rose, he left our sin in the grave, which is why the Bible says, if you are in Christ, you have been risen with him and all the old things are passed away. Your sin is left in the grave and behold, all things are made brand new. Your sin was crucified with Jesus and left in the grave, Christian. When Jesus rose from the dead, he rose with victory over death and victory over sin, the sting of death. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? He conquered death. Where, O oh death, is your sting? He conquered sin, the sting of death. If the sting of death is sin, and Jesus left our sin in the grave when he rose, then this is how Jesus has taken away the sting of death. And I know what you're still thinking, right? You're like, uh, yeah, dude, I, maybe I missed something. I don't know. Um, death still stings, though. Like, if Jesus took it away, like, why does it still sting? And it does. 
Why is it still sin? Because we live in a fallen world of sin still. There's still sin everywhere, right? Jesus didn't come to remove the presence of the sting. Listen, Jesus didn't come to remove the presence of the sting. He removed the power and permanence of the sting. He didn't remove the presence of the sting. He removed the power and permanence of the sting. We will continue to face the effects of sin as long as we live on earth, including death stinging. But when Jesus rose from the dead, he took away the power of that sting. He has victory over it. And listen, because we are his children, then what is his is ours, which means that if he has victory, then we have victory. Death is going to sting on this earth. And here's where it starts to change. Okay, so stick with me. Death is going to sting on this earth, but it doesn't have to have power or victory over us. Jesus didn't remove the presence of the sting. He removed the power and the permanence of the sting. Jesus removed the power of the sting, which means that we don't have to be controlled by the sting. See, it's, the difference is this. Death stings. It hurts really, really bad. And Christian, you can come under the sting of that and be overwhelmed by it. Or you can say, oh, wait, I have victory over the sting. It doesn't take the presence away. It doesn't take it away. It just puts you here, right? And allows you to not come under the crazy weight of that pain from that sting. And there is coming a day when the great enemy, death, will not only have its sting removed, but it self will be removed. Wait, wait, what are you talking about, dog? Are you talking about no more death? Okay, yes. Listen, it doesn't matter if you've been, listen, it doesn't matter if you've been physically like face-to-face with death or not. A loved one's funeral is one of the worst things that you can experience on earth. To take another page out of Camille's book, she says that's when death's strong sting lands and lodges in your heart when death seems to gloat. I don't like funerals, man. I don't like them. I've been at a lot of them because I'm a musician. People ask me to sing at them. I don't like them. I do not like funerals. But there's one funeral that every single one of us is going to enjoy. Mm -hmm. Friends, the funeral of death is coming. After that, the end will come, 1 Corinthians 15 says, when Jesus will turn the kingdom over to God the Father, having destroyed every ruler and authority and power, it's talking about spiritual forces of wickedness, he's going to destroy them. For Christ must reign until he humbles all his enemies beneath his feet, and the last enemy to be destroyed is death. Friends, there is coming a day when everything is going to change. Just as Jesus told us that he was going to die and then raise from the dead, and he did exactly as he did, he told us that he is also coming back. Jesus Christ will return, and he will set up his permanent and eternal kingdom on heaven as it is in earth. He will create a new heaven and a new earth. And Revelation 21 says that there is coming a day, that day, That day is coming. There is coming a day when there will be no more suffering. There will be no more sickness. There will be no more sorrow. There is coming a day, the Bible tells us, when there will be no more fear. 
No more anxiety. You've been feeling afraid and anxious with everything going on with COVID-19. There's coming a day when there will be no more fear, no more anxiety, no more depression. (laughs) Come on, somebody say amen. amen. There is coming a day when there will be no more fighting, when there will be no more betrayal, no more divorce. Family, say amen. No more division, no more abuse, no more neglect, no more poverty. No more racism, no more orphans, no more war. When Jesus returns, there will be no more failures. There will be no more regrets. There will be no more shame and there will be no more pain. When Jesus becomes, that day is coming. That day is coming when there will be no more sadness, when there will be no more loneliness, no more viruses, no more diseases, no more mental illness, no more bitterness, no more injustice, no more prejudice, no more fallenness, no more homelessness, no more fatherlessness, no more brokenness, no more broken bodies, broken hearts, broken promises, or broken families. And there will be no more death. The yellow jacket will be permanently crushed under the foot of the lion. Somebody say amen. Amen. I've been at some celebratory funerals, only a few. And they're great. We had one for my grandma last year. We got to celebrate her life, man. But no matter how celebratory it is, they're never really void of some kind of sorrow, right? Death wasn't meant to be, and so it's, it's painful. But this funeral, where death dies, <laughs> woo, man, we're going to smile at that one. We're going to dance. It's going to be weird. You know how you're not supposed to really smile at a funeral? You're like, somebody's like, hey, how are you? And you're like, oh, good. Like, even if you're actually okay in that moment, you feel like, I can't smile. I'm at a funeral. Yo, you could smile at this funeral. You could sing and shout at this funeral. The day when not just the power of death, but also the presence of death is removed and there will be no more death. As long as we are here on this earth, death's going to sting a little bit. But for those of us who are in Christ Jesus, the sting will not last forever. And until that day, we can choose to hope, we can choose to rejoice, to not be overcome by the sting, and to therefore join in with this victorious shout, death has been swallowed up in victory. Somebody say victory. Victory. Where, oh death, is your victory? Where, oh death, is your sting? I'll end with this. For those of us who have received Jesus, we are children of God, and as children of God, death only stings while we are here on earth. It's not permanent. Um, so Christian, find, find hope today in the resurrection of Jesus. Um, death is not the end. There is life after death. And in fact, this life is as bad as it'll ever get for the Christian. Someday, death will never sting again. But for the person who is um, not yet a child of God, the Bible says that the only way to become a child of God is through Jesus. And so um, if you're not a part of his family, then that victory Um, That sting being removed, that uh, is not for you. Death is eternal for that person who's not a child of God through the work of Jesus. Which means that apart from Jesus, this life is actually as good as it's ever going to get. 
The Bible says that the wages of sin is eternal death. But, it says, the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So, friend, I'm inviting you today to turn to Jesus. This, you heard this word repent. It gets like a bad rap. It's, not, it's actually a, a nautical term, it, like from like Navy. It means turn your ship around. That's what it means to repent. It means turn from a destructive path and turn toward the right path. And so when we say like repent, it means like turn away from uh, leaning into sin and all these things that we think can satisfy us and turn toward God who can actually satisfy us. I invite you to turn toward Jesus today and receive him, receive his life, receive his hope. You don't have to fear death anymore. You've been fearing COVID-19, coronavirus. It's actually death that you feel and like the fear and the dying that you actually fear, whether you realize that or not. But for the person who has put their faith in Jesus and become a child of God, you don't have to fear death anymore because death is not the end for us. You were created to be in a loving relationship with God. Whether you know it or not, it's actually what your soul wants and needs. And the reason we look for to other places to satisfy that is because we're looking for something to satisfy this God-shaped hole in us, if you will. We were created to be in relationship with him, but sin separated us from him. That's why God sent Jesus to take away the barrier between us and God so that we could come into relationship with him. So listen, if you'd like to know God today and know more about Jesus, we would love to talk to you there's a link in the description underneath the YouTube video that you can click on. I think the direct link is just realityventura.com slash know God if you want to know God or talk with us about him. If that's you, take a minute, go to that page. Or if you have a friend who's a Christian who invited you, um, just text them. You don't have to go to our website. Text them and be like, hey, I want to know God. I, I need Jesus. Or can we talk about Jesus? Tell me more about Jesus. Okay, so here's what we're going to do right now. Um, the band's going to begin to play, and we're going to do what uh, we call the second set. It's a, a set of musical worship after the message that's a time for us to respond. So if God has moved your heart in some way today, um, whether you are a Christian or you're not, whether you're seeking or you're just like checking things out or you like love Jesus and he's changed your life, um, this is a time for us to respond to what we've just heard or what has moved us in some way. So I'm just gonna pray real quick and Brian will lead us into that. <laughs> Jesus, we acknowledge that you are risen from the dead and you have changed our lives. We acknowledge that when you rose from the dead, you uh, rose victorious over death and you rose victorious over the sting of death so that death doesn't have to sting permanently anymore. Thank you for that. God, I ask that you would um, do what only you can do and draw people to yourself. Lord, you are, you are the only eternal hope that we can find. You're, you're it, Lord. You're everything right now. You, and always, you are so desperately more than ever what the world needs. Show us our need for you, Jesus. And for those of us who already know, we ask that um, you would fill our hearts with gratitude Christian, just allow your heart to be full of gratitude right now for what God has done. And as we sing, allow your heart to celebrate this, the victory that we have in Jesus.